All right. Would you turn to Isaiah 40? Um, Steve, if you want to plug this in, it's Isaiah 40. Um, verse 26 to 31. Um, I just want to, I want to share, I want to share this scripture. This is one that's been coming to mind here. Um, and, and so I want to share this and see what the Lord has to say to us in it this morning. It's a lot about um, waiting. It's a lot about his comfort. It's a lot about all that stuff. I don't, I don't know about you, but there's, you ever have those days you're like, I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me. The next day, like, Lord, where are you? I can do all things. No, you know, like, it's, it's those things. And I feel like in the waiting, I, I'm, I'm that way some days. And so, um, maybe you're like, yeah, this, let's get after it this morning, Lord. And I pray that this, these, this truth would continue to encourage you. But if you're in the, the trenches, you're tired of waiting, you're weary, I pray that this would give you hope this morning. All right, let's, let's look at this. Isaiah 40, verse 26. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host by number calling them all by name by the greatness of his might and because he is strong in power not one is missing i mean check out that that image right he said lift up your eyes to him isn't that a simple reminder just lift, lifting our eyes up to him for he is the one it says who calls them all by name and uh, doesn't that show like the intimacy of the God in which we serve? Some of you in the midst of your waiting, you're like, God, where are you? God, do you even see me down here? Hello? It says here that he sees you and he knows you by name. And it's because of his greatness, of his might. It's because of his strong power that you're not going missing, not because you can get it all together, not because you can do all the right things, but because of his greatness, he sees you and will see that the work he's begun in you, that he will see it to completion. Verse 27, why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? I mean, I do feel that way sometimes. And not, I think you could take this to be like, oh, my, my way's hidden from God. I'm going to walk in sin, and he's not going to see that. I mean, I think we know better than that, right? But I think the way I often take this is to be, um, does God not see how I'm trying to work for him here? Does God not see how I'm trying to walk with him? Does God not see the path I'm on? Does God not see what, even when my heart starts getting to be, feel entitled? It's like... Um, I, I deserve this from you, God, because look at all the good stuff I'm doing. I, I deserve these things. Where, where, where is this? And, and God is he's saying, why do, you, why do you speak to the Lord that way? He says in verse 28, have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary like you and I can do. 
He is understanding, his understanding is unsearchable, which praise God for that. I don't know about you, but how often I'm trying to figure out, God, what are you doing here? God, what are you doing in the midst of this? Why, what are you trying to work out? Why, why am I waiting for this? What, what, what are the things that you're working out? And this is a reminder, it's not even possible for me to understand what he's doing because he is the Lord over all, sovereign over all, and he's working out these things for my good, yes, but my good doesn't always mean easy or comfortable. My good is formed into the image of Christ. So sometimes, I don't know about you, my wedding, I'm like, oh my gosh, what is the Lord up to? He's conforming us into maturity in Christ-likeness. How? (laughs) That's the part I often, I have no idea how a lot of times. Here's a promise for us. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Hey, can you do me a favor and just shut, shut that door over there? Sorry, it's kind of loud. You can just shut, shut the door. It'd be awesome. Thank you. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. This is good news because if you are faint, if you are weak, if you are weary, if you are at the end of your rope, if you are tired of waiting, if you're saying, I can't do it anymore, I can't go on anymore, how long this can't do it anymore, the Lord is saying, This is good news because he is the one that gives you power. He is the one that gives you strength. And not just any strength, but his strength that is at work within us. Even youths shall faint and be weary. Some days with my three boys, I don't know that to be incredibly true, but that's... Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. I mean, that's the promise. When we're faint and we're weary and we're tired, the temptation is to just solve the problem ourselves, to jump in and go, I've got this fixed. I see the plan. I can make it happen. And the promise is when we wait for who? It's not the Lord, right? When we wait for the Lord, then this is what happens. Our strength shall be renewed, and they shall mount up with wings like eagles. I don't know about you, but every time I'd read this, I would picture me like um, riding a giant eagle in the sky. I don't, does anyone else think that? I, why? I think he's saying it's like we will have wings like eagles, meaning that we shall be up above, like no longer, I think, in the, in the trenches and in the depths, like up above in just the freedom of that, right? Where we can uh, just have the freedom of, of, of flying. I, I think that's more what it's getting at, not in the, in the trenches and the depths of this, the, the, the struggle and the difficulty. We will be lifted up in those times, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I think for a lot of us in a lot of areas of our lives, if you're like me, there's this temptation to run and run and run and run, and the Lord's simply saying, wait upon the Lord. We had an elders retreat this past weekend, and um, it was awesome. And in the next couple weeks, we'll share some of the things that God's brought out of that, and we do sense that the Lord's saying, okay, he's saying, wait, 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 wait. But the Lord is now starting to get a clarity of saying, this is where I'm having you step Moran Park. 
And praise God for that because I was sick of waiting. I don't know about you. But in the waiting, I, I look back and go, wow, look at the ways I've been refined. Look at the ways that he's moved and he's orchestrated things that no one could take credit for but the Lord. And I think that's just a reminder for us this morning of like, some of us are so tired because we're running and the promise is if you wait upon the Lord and let him do it and walk with him, you will run and not be weary and you shall walk and not be faint. And some of us, I think this morning, we're weary and we're faint because we're trying to do all this stuff in our own strength. You're trying to clean up your own mess and your own strength. You're trying to prove God to God how much you're worthy of his love. You don't need to prove that to him. It's already just received what he's already given you, right? Some of you are trying to show how sorry you are by serving the Lord to pay him back for the grace that he's given you. That, that's your own work. That's not the Lord's work. Some of you are even doing good things that the Lord has not asked you to step into. I mean, here's the thing. Even what, Al, even what Al's talking about, if the Lord is stirring your heart to step in and be a mentor, you should be a mentor. If the Lord is not telling you to be a mentor and you feel obligated and guilty and religious, don't you dare do it. Right? That's what we do. I was like, okay, it's the good Christian thing. And I'm not trying to like, you're, the Lord will provide, Al. Don't worry, right? But I think we, we're, we're so often caught up in, in like religion. And we're so caught up in tradition sometimes. It's like, I should. I, I've got to. I, I must. I need to do these things. But what we're doing then is we're, we're just walking in the, the, the religion of the law rather than the freedom of the spirit which the Spirit will guide us to walk as Jesus walked, and it will be his strength, his guidance, his power, his work that is in, within us. Now, I'm not saying that's a freedom to go sin and do whatever you want, right? Because if you're in touch with the Spirit, the Spirit will lead you into holiness and righteousness. But some of you this morning need just to get permission to stop doing the things you think you should do out of religion and obligation and simply wait on the Lord and step into the things he asks you to do. Because when he calls you into something, when he asks you to step into something, he will empower you and equip you and give you what you need to do it. He will not abandon you and leave you high and dry halfway through it. Let me pray real quick. God, thanks for this reminder for me this morning from your word. Wowzers. But God, would you ask, like, what do you want us to step into? Is there more scripture you have? Is there something else you have for us, God? All right, um, I think sometimes as we're just waiting on the Lord, we start doubting his character and we start doubting his goodness. And I think sometimes our temptation is to, um, what's the right word? Like we want to encourage each other, but it's like out of human wisdom and understanding. 
like what the world says is a good idea rather than what the word says is a good idea. So here's one I want to, this may be a hot mess, but whatever. Um, Here's what I want to try, is if there's a specific scripture, and it needs to be rooted in scripture, okay, because it's scripture that our truth is found. It's scripture that tells us who God is, right? So if there's been a scripture for you in your time of waiting lately, if we can keep it brief, that'd be awesome, that has given you hope, that's reminded you of the character of God, that's helped you wait well on him, I'm just going to invite you to come up and read that passage of scripture. We don't need the whole Uh, your whole story. I'm sure it's awesome, but just really stick to this scripture so that we can soak in the truth of who God is. Cool? All right, so if if you got something that we could all be encouraged by, please come on up. And if not, then they'll resort to me singing a solo or something, so (laughs) trust me, you don't want that. Come on up. I'm not even making you stand on the stage, right? I mean, you stand on the floor. Come on up, Trisha. I got you. You want me to hold it? Sure, thanks. This is not only for today. This has kind of been my life um, uh, scripture. I love the book of Job because he is so honest with God. And when God is honest back with him, he could do nothing but fall on his knees and worship. But in Job 14, starting with verse 7, it says, at least there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again, and its new shoots will not fail. Its roots may grow old in the ground, and its stump die in the soil. Yet at the scent of water, it will bud and put forth shoots like a plant. Mm. And if we are down, just put our hope in God, and that living water brings you back to life. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Cool. Here we go. This is Lamentations 3, and it says, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, The Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. And I actually have been studying this um, passage all of January, and the verse that says it is good to wait quietly, I was looking that up, like, what does that mean about waiting quietly? And it means to be quiet, to, to watch your words. And I think sometimes when we wait, we want to grumble or complain or talk about it or process, and I've really been trying to wait quietly, because sometimes it's really, I don't know, it's just tempting to call a friend and want to just talk. And I've been trying to say, okay, Lord, I want to wait quietly on you. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Right on. Come on, Peter. So, 
You know, when you read the word, it's speaking to you directly. So what it says to me might be something different than what it says to you. This is from Psalm 69. It's just one verse, 13. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, at an acceptable time, O God, in the abundance of your steadfast love, answer me in your saving faithfulness. Mm. Love that, in his saving faithfulness. That's good, man. Come on up. Is it Addison? I can't really tell. Yeah, I know the mask really sure, throws me good. off. <laughs> um, so one thing that I always looked at, it's not really one verse, but on the subject of waiting, it's really the length that the books of the prophets actually go over the course of. Um, I think that most people, when you read them, you're like, wow, God is always speaking to these people and doing all these great things. But most of the books of the prophets take over like the course of like decades. They're like 30, 40 years old in some cases. And, you know, I think that it's important to ask yourself in those moments, like what must those men have felt to where, okay, God is directly speaking to me right now. And then you have, you know, five years that go by and they don't have anything else that they write on. And it's like, these people must have been extremely waiting on the Lord, having these notable acts that are happening in their lives. So just, you know, we're not alone in our waiting time. It's always been, you know, kind of the nature of how God interacts with us to, you know, come into our lives and then let those teachings or gains that he's given you kind of solidify to take those out into, uh, you know, your everyday life. So thanks. Right on. Thanks. It's awesome now that we have the spirit that dwells within us as we wait too. That's cool. It's good news. Yeah, come on. Oh, all right. You can fight for it if you want. Hello, everyone. Um, this is just a scripture that um, gives me hope. I, I'm going to do the best I can to remember it. It's in Malachi. I think Malachi 4. Um, right now, it's really help, helping me a lot. Um, it goes something like this. Um, for those who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise up with healing in its wings. Mm -hmm. And they will be released like calves from the stall. And I just keep that as a visual right now for hope. And uh, thanks for letting me share. Hey, thanks so much. Here you go, Pat. Thank you. Um, the verse that I have comes out of Psalm 145, and it says, Generation after generation stands in awe of your work. Each one tells stories of your mighty acts. And during the first song, I um, was sitting over here, and I just turned around, and I looked in the balcony, and I looked over here specifically, and over here and in front of me, and I saw people who are so young. And I think it's beautiful that um, from generation to generation, we tell the stories of God. And I think the Lord was saying, Pat, this church is not about you, but it's about the next generation. So let's celebrate that the next generation is telling my story. Maybe one more from Mr. Michael. Amen. Yeah, this is one that the Lord has uh, had me come back to a lot uh, at different points over the last seven years, but... Uh, it's from 2 Corinthians 4. We have this treasure in jars of clay 
to show that the surpassing power of God belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but also life. And we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light and momentary affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. And what the Lord has spoken to me uh, in that verse over the years is, uh, hey, I know the difference between pressed and crushed. I always think, God, I'm at the point of crushing. I'm, I can't do this. I'm driven to despair. And he says, no, you're not. I know that difference. I know that point between being crushed and, and being afflicted. Um, and it's just you have to continue to put your hope in the fact that what he's doing is producing life, even as it feels like uh, death, that the resurrection only follows that death. Uh, so, yeah. Amen, bro. Thanks, man. Jody, you can be the last one here, and then we'll worship a little bit more. I have a short one, but it's profound to me, and it's Isaiah 30, 15. For the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, has said, You will be delivered by returning and resting. Your strength will lie in quiet confidence. So it's not in the wringing of hands and the screaming and yelling or posting on Facebook that we get victory, but it's just in quietness and trusting in God that we can find rest. And I know there's a lot of people that are not feeling real restful or real safe in today's environment, and maybe you felt less safe a couple weeks ago than you do now, but God doesn't need a, a person or a president or a group or his kingdom will advance, not because of us, but in spite of us. So our job is just to trust. Thanks, Jody. Um, all right, I, uh, let's, let's continue our time just in some worship. But as we worship, um, I'm trusting that there's some prayer teams here today. If not, you might get a tap on the shoulder. Um, I think as we worship, Danny, you want to come on up? And uh, as we worship... I'm just going to invite you to stand and worship with us, but if the Lord's just tugging your heart, like you just need to be ministered to for whatever's in your heart, just you're weary, you're tired, you just need whatever, there, in faith, there will be some prayer, prayer partners up here that would happy to uh, pray with you while we worship. And don't worry, if, if, if you're new to that, you're like, yeah, but people are going to see me. Who, who cares, right? Um, it just builds our faith when we see you getting ministered to because we're like, ah, God's working, that's awesome, and it grows our faith. For some of you, as we worship, these are going to be songs that you're not feeling, but these are just declaring in faith that this stuff is true, uh, regardless of where you're at this week, all right? Let's stay in and worship, and prayer teams, if you mind coming forward, and we'd love to pray 